Good morning. Oh, there we go. All right. For a second, I thought you guys all left. It is a little bit hard to see some of these lights, but uh, I can tell there's people here. All right, so uh, I am uh, Pastor Andrew. I'm one of the pastors here at State Road. I have the opportunity to bring and uh, put in front of you, as God's people here, uh, the concepts behind uh, missional living. Uh, And uh, this past, uh, well, last week and in the weeks to come, uh, we're focusing specifically on uh, these topics of missional emphasis. And for those of you who uh, weren't here last week, you're joining us partway through this conversation uh, of missional living. Uh, the first, uh, it's going to go through the first uh, month or the first Sunday in May, and we're going to set aside a little bit of time each Sunday to have a conversation together about it, what it means uh, to be part of, uh, of a church and not just a church, but also part of God's kingdom when it comes to our mission as it lines up with God's mission. And so this year, rather than an information dump about the ministries and missions that we support, we're looking at the characteristics of what it means to be a believer engaged in missional living. And it's our hope as a church, as leadership, that in doing so, it will call each of you into a deeper uh, life of sharing in the life of the Son. And last week's focus was uh, that we must not, as a church, neglect prayer. Prayer is the deep roots of faith that connect us both with God and with each other. And the church is not merely resigned to pray, but instead, while others go, we together with them help them take root so that we can reach the incredible heights that God has for us as a church. And so this week, the second practice that we're going to look at is this idea that we must be present, that must be present for somebody who is desiring to live missionally, and that is discipleship. Discipleship is simply the passion, the commitment the discipline to help other people grow in their relationship with Christ. And this can happen in the life of a believer as both a disciple and a discipler at the same time. Paul himself was an example of this. When he instructs the church at Corinth, he says this, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And so we must each lead while also being led. But how many of us are actually intentionally taking time, dedicating time in our weeks to go out and to help someone else grow in their faith? In Paul's heartfelt words to the church in Thessalonica, he lays out the cost of discipleship because discipleship costs something. It's a commitment. It's time. Sometimes it's money. It's effort. It's emotional expenditure. But here in just a segment of that intimate letter in 1 Thessalonians in chapter 2, he says this, starting in verse 7, but we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. And then he goes on a little bit later to say that just as you know how we were exhorting and encouraging and imploring you, each one of you as a father would his own children, so that you would walk in a manner worthy of the God who calls you into his own kingdom, the kingdom of glory. 
And so Paul demonstrates this familial commitment to these new believers, not only sharing in the inheritance, right? That's not what he, he doesn't want to just, hey, hey, here, have some stuff. But instead, he also says that he was delighted not only to share the gospel of God, but he goes so far as to say that he wants to share his own life with them. And so is that our commitment? Is it our commitment as believers here in a body, a family of Jesus to be committed to one another in a way that helps each other grow in their relationship with Christ? Discipleship has a cost that we as believers aren't often willing to pay, nor ask someone else to pay for us. We do live in northern Maine, and we don't like to ask for help. We don't want people to have to pay for things that we should have been paying more attention to or doing, right? But the current culture, cultural context of self-sufficiency and self-concern is one of the driving forces, I believe, why there's a lack of discipleship within the church today. And why we must call it out as a church, that we need discipleship and it isn't happening. And it must be addressed so that we as a church together might overcome it. If, we've been, if we have been derelict in a duty as a church, we must call it out that we might address it. Paul Peterson put it this way, who we are to one another informs what we do for one another. What are we willing to do for the sake of our brothers and sisters in Christ? In Guatemala, our partner Prove uses tutoring and learning advancement opportunities as a doorway to discipleship in the San Lucas school systems. They commit to these students for five years. They offer them much more than educational assistance, but they also help them with spiritual guidance. They give them fellowship. They give them access to technology. They give them food. And they truly embed themselves in the lives of these families, these children. They currently have 22 children in the program. Eight of them are, looking, are new this year and looking for sponsorship opportunities. And what's unique behind Prove and their desire for discipleship among these children is that when you sponsor a student, you receive a welcome box with a personal uh, note from the child, a picture, a profile of the student. They encourage you as their sponsor to connect with the student via email. They give them access to technology that they normally wouldn't have. Where you can then send a letter and respond back to them. They send monthly updates on how your student is doing, how their grades are, and how much you can be praying for them. They give you ways to connect even through Zoom calls. See, Prove wants not just money, they want disciple makers. They want people committed to the idea of discipleship even across uh, thousands of, pro, uh, of miles. Because Prove's desire is more than just that the local staff will speak into the lives of these children, into the lives of these students. And in doing so, these students will see that the love of Christ demonstrated today in a way that will transform their lives. That's what discipleship is, right? It's transformation. It's this desire for us as Christians to be connected with one another, to be, uh, to be interested in the spiritual growth of each other. And so how are we doing that here? In Malawi, our brother Ken Perkins from Nova Scotia, he's preparing uh, for a long delayed trip to head back. He's been delayed due to COVID and a few other things. 
and he is excited to go and complete the translation work on a pastoral training booklet that he's been preparing because he saw an issue. He saw a need there for discipleship. He saw that there was a, uh, a rampant lack of biblical literacy. He recognized that there was a lack of training access. And so Ken has made multiple trips back to Nisanje in south of Malawi along the border of Mozambique for the explicit purpose of discipling these pastors who have, don't have access to this training. That's a cost for him. And he's not asking for our money, but he's asking for prayers. He's, he, he knows that he is committing weeks and weeks of his life for the sake of these believers across the globe. Discipleship is also at the heart of our work at our youth camps like Namaka, at the Lighthouse Ministry to the Kids in Rice and Carmichael Street Housing Complex, where believers pour into the lives of these students, many who are far from God, for the sake of helping them to see the transforming power of Jesus. Right? We just saw that even this weekend. Our worship team went. We had people from this church go and invest in the lives of kids at a youth rally over in Caribou. There's about 100 students there, and they saw deep biblical teaching. They saw love and care from adults and from college students who were committed to the idea of helping people know more about Jesus. Jesus called the disciples, and he ministered with them, actively tasking them with him in his mission. So you remember God... Uh, and God's mission is to redeem his whole creation. The mission of God's people, however, is to be agents of God's blessing to these nations. God makes us his sons and daughters. And so as we fellowship together and God sends people to us, let's not make orphans. We must be careful that we're not merely encouraging one another to transact the commodities of this particular church. Instead, we help them transform through rooted relationship in Christ. Amen. We shouldn't be growing people that just follow programs, participate in Sunday school, or say the right things when, uh, when they're asked, and then live dynamically different lives. Discipleship at its root should not be to direct someone in a more into, into a more intimate relationship with Christ built on, uh, should be, sorry, should be to help direct someone into a more intimate relationship with Christ built on the deep foundation of God's word. And then ultimately to help them engage the world around them. What does that look like? So we share truth, we come to church, we go to Sunday school, but what does it mean to engage the culture around us in a way that's modeled by the love and truth of Jesus, to share in the life of the Son, to share in the life of Jesus Christ. And this takes work, work beyond what we as pastors can do, work what we, beyond what our programs here at the church can offer and achieve. It takes people. People make disciples. And we're calling out you the people here of State Road Church, to embrace your identity as sons and daughters, to be disciple makers regardless of your role or your title within the church. 
And so when you came in this morning, I hope that you got one of these slips, sharing in the life of the Son, and this week is discipleship. And on the back of it, there's just a few instructions. And the first one, it says, is who is God putting on your heart to disciple? And I hope you don't just leave this in your pew. I hope you don't just put it in your Bible and forget about it for 30 years. Because discipleship is necessary today. And so there's a small section right there that you can put in a name. And, and if you already know who that is, maybe write it down now. And if you have two or three people, cram two or three names in there. Because we can't expect that somebody else is going to do it. We can't expect that somebody else is going to go and teach somebody when we have that knowledge too. You guys have that knowledge. And you can go and teach in a way that shares Jesus. Once you have that name, continue praying for that person, for their growth, for their health, their family, and that God would show you the next step into inviting them into your life as a follower of Jesus so that you can follow Jesus together. And that may take some time, but don't let that keep you from getting started. Start dedicating time. Dedicate some time each day, maybe, each week, to help someone else grow in their faith. That might look like prayer. That might look like teaching Sunday school class. That might look like leading a small group. Or it might look like a one-on-one -on -one at a coffee shop. That might look like inviting someone to your dinner table. And then ultimately, what we all need to do is teach what we know is true about Jesus. See, each one of you have come to faith. I believe many of you here today know who Jesus is. And that truth that you learned that day when you came to faith is the truth that needs to be shared with somebody else. We don't all know how much there is to know about Jesus. Not even Pastor Josh does. The Bible itself actually says in the book of John that now there are also many other things that Jesus did. Where every, were every one of them written in a book, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. And so don't let the possibility that you're missing something stop you. You've heard a message about Jesus that changed your life. That should be enough to get you started. So let me pray over you, God's people, that you would take this, that you would understand the necessity of discipleship today as part of a missional family here at State Road. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy towards us. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us a responsibility as brothers and sisters You've also given us responsibilities as spiritual fathers and mothers. And so, Lord, maybe there are some here that are being discipled. Lord, help them to see the need for them also to go and to disciple others. Lord, you don't call us to be perfect when we walk into these doors, when we come into a relationship with you. You call us to come as we are. And I believe that's the same when it comes to discipleship and when it comes to leading others to a knowledge of you. You call us to use the gifts you've given us, the knowledge and the truth about you that you've given us to share with the people around us. And so I pray, Lord God, that you would move us as a church. 
understanding the necessity of discipleship does not lay with the pastors, does not lay with the programs, but it lays with the people, your people. And so I pray, Lord God, that you would motivate our hearts to dive deep into your word as the foundation for what we know, that we might share it in a way that moves people not just to knowledge about you, but into a life that's lived in acting like we know you. Lord, the Bible reminds us, your word reminds us, that there was a period of time that the Pharisees looked at the disciples, seeing that they were common, uneducated men, and they could tell that they had been with Jesus. And I pray, Lord God, that that would be the case for your people here, that people around us would ask the question, what is different? And that we would have an answer and that we could declare that it's Jesus Christ and the change that you've made in our lives. So, Lord, help us to seek today the person that you would have us disciple. Lord, help us to fall under hearts that are willing to be discipled as well, that we might all follow you ultimately. Lord, thank you that you have given us your example in Jesus Christ. May that be the test May that be the level at which that we all attempt to achieve this desire for discipleship and care for the brothers and sisters around us. We pray this in your name. Amen.